It is the first of the month. It's March 1st. And this week, so guys, we're, are we putting this out today? This Friday? Yeah, I'll get it up tonight. All right, so we're going to get this up tonight. Uh, sign up. Bare Knuckle, lucky for you guys, is tomorrow night. It's Saturday. And it's the Canada card. I think it should be easy, cruising. And then next week is a Bare Knuckle Miami card. We always crush the Bare Knuckle Miami card. So it's the beginning of the month. Go sign up for the Patreon, the YouTube, Discord. Uh, sign up for my OnlyFans. Um, and uh, your, your only feet pounds. Yeah. Sign up for all that stuff, guys. And let's make some money. I, I have a goal that I set out for myself. So actually a couple months ago, no, a month and a half ago, like beginning of the year, I set a goal for myself uh, with my, uh, with one of my accounts. Okay. And I have surpassed that goal. And then a lot Okay. in a month and a half, like very, very well. So I've set a new goal for myself and I'm being smarter right now that all the MMA is back and I've gotten so close each time. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's just make a ton of money. I'm, I'm pumped about it. Make some money. Man, we had a week off, but we are back. Well, you didn't really have a week off. You had a tough week. I had a brutal week. I had a brutal week in Saudi Arabia. You look a little more Arab. I feel a little bit more Arab. Um, have you ever wanted to go to Saudi Arabia? It hasn't been on the top of my list. Not top 10. You should plan a vacation. <laughs> it's uh, sunny, um, a lot of beaches. Uh, I mean, that's where, that's where it ends. Uh, did you go uh, surfing on the sand dunes? I didn't do anything in Saudi Arabia. There's nothing in Saudi Arabia. It is. Did you have a chic shit on your chest? Of course. That's, I mean, to, to get into the country, that's <laughs> man. That's sorry. entrance. Six um, men have their way with you. It was <laughs> like, man, it, first of all, it was brutal. We got a call. So Henry Kralis fought on the Bellator versus PFL fight card. He, and he had been released from Bellator before this. So he kind of like, he had to take this fight and we're like, Hey, you know, like we, we've got to do this, blah, blah, blah. We get a call Sunday. Uh, I don't know, maybe four o'clock by eight o'clock that night. We are like, all right, we're going to Saudi Arabia tomorrow. And I woke up, packed my bags, left for the airport and probably 12 hours, 15 hours after we got the call, I was on a plane to Saudi Arabia. Brutal flight. And first of all, with the flight, so like the first flight was over to LA. And then we went LA to Doha, Qatar. Whoa, whoa, was, whoa, whoa. Careful what you say. <laughs> 15 and a half hours straight. Then we had like a two hour layover. And then we went from there to Riyadh, uh, Saudi Arabia, which is like an hour flight. The flight itself, I looked at the flight map. Cause I was like, oh, did we go, which way did we go? Like over New York or over, you know, the Atlantic and all this stuff. Did I tell you which way we went? No. How do you think we got from LA to Saudi Arabia? I, I literally don't know. I'm waiting for the punchline. No, we went over the North Pole. We went over Canada, over the Arctic Circle. Wait, what? Over Greenland, Iceland, Europe, and then over to Qatar. Wait, that's super cool, actually. I know. And that's why I didn't even know that that was an option. Like, did you see penguins? Of course I saw penguins. I had my binoculars <laughs> out and I was, I was looking, searching on my radar and, and there's penguins. There's a whole thing. But I didn't even know that, that you could do that. And says so we're over like Greenland or something, I was like, how are the Northern Lights? Like what's going on? But anyway, it's just a cool thing to even know that you could do that. And then getting there, there's just, I mean, it was such a weird experience because there's nothing in Saudi Arabia. Like it's only, been, the borders are like pretty much only been open for tourism purposes for like four or five years. Oh, wow. Somebody was telling me that they just got their first cinema 
about five years ago. And then women could not work or drive until a few years ago as well. What would you say is the most homosexual part of Saudi Arabia? Well, the shitting on the chest (laughs) (laughs) to get in. (laughs) It's not the customs agent. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's funny. The customs thing, um, they actually weren't even like Henry Corrales got in and he didn't. So we flew separately. I would not let Henry Corrales into any country ever. He should not be. I see that guy. No, he's, he's MS 13. Grab him. (laughs) He shouldn't have been allowed in the country. So we got me and Eddie had to fly separate from Henry (laughs) and, uh, he, we had to go through customs. We had to get a visa. Wait, why do you say he shouldn't have been allowed in the country? You being serious? No, no, I'm serious. Yeah. Let me get to the finish. Okay. No. Yeah. I'm not kidding. He, Eddie and I flew separately. So you know, we get there, we, cause he had, um, Henry had to drive to LA, get his teeth taken out. Cause they're all, uh, veneers and implants. So every fight he has to go to LA, get his permanent teeth taken out, gets flippers put in, and then he goes and fights wherever he goes. So his teeth don't get all rearranged. Jeez. So we get there, we get to LA or I mean to Saudi Arabia, we have visas through the Saudi visa program, whatever, and hand them our visa. They fingerprint us, check everything. We go to the hotel and we're at the hotel waiting for Henry. Henry gets to Saudi Arabia a couple hours later, goes up to the customs desk because he wasn't originally supposed to be part of the Bellator fight. So he wasn't a ri- part of the original Bellator crew and the people there waiting and all that stuff. So a bunch of people were there, were flown in together. <clears throat> so he gets there and the lady is like, and first of all, the only women working anywhere I saw in Saudi Arabia were at the airport. That was the only time I saw women working. But so women, woman asks for his uh, visa and he hands her his passport. She's like, this is your passport. I need your visa. And he's like, that's what I have. And she's like, I need a visa. And he's like, yeah, it's right there. And she's like, this is a passport. He's like, no, that's right there. And like, she's like, no, like you cannot get into the country like this. Like you need a visa. And just some big dude walked over and looked at what was going on and was like, no, he's good. And that was the end of it. So then he gets to the hotel, checking in his room, and they're like, hey, we need your passport and your visa to put it on file because you're a foreigner in the hotel. And he's like, here's my passport. Same thing pretty much goes on there. (laughs) And he's like, I I don't have, I mean, this is what I have. And the guy behind the counter was like, how did you get in the country? Like what, how are you here? So anyway, we found out, I was talking with Ryan Bader, who was on the card too. He's like, oh, did you guys get the treatment and this and that? When they got in, they were like, oh, you're the king's guests. And they didn't go. They went through like out a side door. Like they got to the country and just walked out through a side Bader. door. Just like. Bader, not Corrales. Yeah, yeah, Bader. But so Corrales, they must have known that he was on this list as well, which okay. is why they let him in. Um, but yeah, no visa, nothing. Just like side door situation. Like they didn't even go through customs or anything. So it's just kind of cool. Um, there's nothing in Saudi Arabia. There's, it's the most boring place I've ever been in my life. Which is why you have to shit on chess. Did you read that story that I sent you? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a good read. It's called the, uh, uh, Twitter or Reddit. It's Reddit, the Dubai porta potty. So for you guys listening, go ahead and read that. It's a, it's an interesting read. Funny thing, getting over there about 70, 60, 70% of the homes, um, outside of the main city or actually no 60, 70% of the homes do not have sewage systems. They have like uh, septic tanks. So you've got to like dump out your septic tank. And a lot mm. of even the big buildings don't have like running sewage systems. Wow. They've got to actually like take these septic tanks. They drive them to the middle of the desert in a lake. It's like a shit lake that they just dump water and like shit in and like fill it because they don't have actual sewage systems there. So. If you're planning a trip, you guys, reschedule it. Go to, go to Dubai. 
Go to Abu Dhabi. Yeah, that's you so much way more, more touristy. It, it's right there. Um, last week, I didn't do anything. I think you put some picks up last week, right? Um, uh, yeah, we did really well. And you really did well. well. You won, what, 25, 30 grand last week? Doing, yeah, 25. Doing some stuff. So that's good. I did nothing last week. This week, I'm pretty unprepared as well because just the, the travel and everything just took my soul. Um, but we'll go through some stuff here and talk about some fights and we'll see what's going on. Before we do, you guys, uh, please subscribe to the channel. If you guys are listening, please go to YouTube, type in YouTube, um, find us, just like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. Do us a favor. Um, anything else before we get going into some fights? Uh, no, I don't have anything else. This card itself, the, the lines are... It's crazy. And we got bare knuckle this week. That's where I'm focusing, yeah. bare knuckle. Bare knuckle. Yeah, you guys jump on the... Uh, Discord because bare knuckle is going to be good this week. What is it up in Canada? Is it's it up in Canada, yeah. Vancouver, Canada. I don't know. It's all the same to me. It is all the same. It's a pretty small country, so it's pretty much if you're if you're in one part, you're in all. See the left Canada, right Canada. That's it. And yeah, let's talk about fights. Let's all talk right. about this week. We've got uh, what do we? Do you have the odds up over there, dear producer? Yes. Yeah, I just loaded. Okay, so we have. <clears throat> Oh man, some of these names. No, just tell us the names. Just uh, all right. Loic. Hold on. I'm. I need you. Yeah, you're gonna announce all the names today, <laughs> so everyone makes fun of him butchering the names instead of me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this. Yeah, is, but they just chalk that up to the Hawaiian education system. Well, yeah. I mean, it's fine. As it's long fine as I have an excuse, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. All right. Uh, Loic Radzabov versus Abdul Kareem Al Sawadi. <laughs> is it really Abdul Kareem? Abdul yeah, Kareem. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Did you see that highlight the other day of that uh, really unathletic white guy? And they call him, he's a white yeah. guy, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Kareem Abdul Jabbar, <laughs> yes. We went for 35 awesome. points. That was sick. Anyways, uh, Loic yeah. is plus 145, and Abdul Kareem is minus 170. Um, got it. Do you, do you want to go first? You want me to go first? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, this is one of the few things that I actually have uh, working knowledge okay, of. Okay, I have a play on this one, and I. You know. Okay. Okay. I'm curious. So I just right off the bat, I was like, oh, I'm going to like Loic here because the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he has a Palestinian flag and fought and brave and all that stuff. Dude grew up in like Louisiana and now he lives in Texas. Texas. <laughs> so I was like, well, the dude's a fake Palestinian Middle Eastern guy. Like the, I can't take him seriously. So, you know, Loic, we know who's battle tested and good and he's fought tough guys always he's fought tough guys and you know we know we're getting out with like good wrestler i wouldn't say an amazing wrestler but a uh, fairly decent wrestler he has good power in his hands and he's durable he tends to fade quite a bit and the thing with loik on a striking wise like rebeski had him guessing he didn't know what he was doing with those low kicks and the movement and loik was just plodding forward and man you stand there toe to toe with him and he's hard to deal with um, and if you're, you know, Estevan Rybovics and you're going to get out wrestled, I mean, that, that was a perfect fight for Loic for the, you know, first two rounds. Then of course he death gas. Yeah. It got real scary. <clears throat> yes. And he, you know, I mean, he was far enough ahead on the scorecards into round, you know, into two death gas pretty hard, but he kind of death gases, not death gases. He slows down and gases on pretty much every fight and then you fight a guy like Rybovich who just has cardio for days so it's like you're getting death gas kind of kind of toward the end of it um again good power good stuff like that's like he's lost some fights to some okay guys in pfl but 
Like he kind of fights to the level of competition a lot of the time. So what level is this competition? Well, um, Al Salwadi, he's not amazing, but he moves. He actually has really good movement and he faints a lot and he does a lot of little things that are going to keep Loic in check. And he moves laterally well and he goes inside and outside kicks really well. I think that alone is going to give him a lot of trouble. <clears throat> then uh, El Swati's not an amazing wrestler, but he's a decent wrestler. A power wrestler. Y- yes. H- his wrestling is predicated on blast doubles and like getting people off their feet and going. Uh, so he can do that. His defensive wrestling, I think, is probably a little bit better than his offensive wrestling. Um, his gr- when he gets on top, his ground is decent. His grappling is decent. Um, but the thing, the real thing that stands out, the two things that stand out, I already said one, is the movement, which is going to be a hard thing. Dude has cardio for days. He has great cardio. It's unbelievable for how he's built. How, well, how he's built and how he fights. He's blast doubling, blast, blast doubling and just moving and does not get cardioed out at all. So, Think that's all natural? Um, well, Usada's gone. And even and you guys out there, Usada didn't really test for EPO. It was, it was something, oh, re- something really hard to test for. I've gone hard in the EPO science recently because I'm curious because I really suspect a lot of gyms are on the EPO. And I'm like, well, how, how are they on EPO if – Usada is testing. And there are a lot of articles out there. There was actually a guy who did a, um, um, he was a, you know, kind of not, he was a weekend warrior uh, triathlete and weekend warrior marathoner. Are you going to talk about Icarus right now? No. Okay. And he was, no, he was a a British guy and he wanted to do a test and do it, but he, he thought it would be, he didn't want to compete while he was on it. He thought it would be unethical. So he did the competitions, but he just, what is it called? Pace them or like you run them, but you don't sign up and yeah, you yeah, do yeah. them. So he did that. So he just, so he could gauge his time and do it. And the thing with EPO is you're supposed to get on it. And I'm, I'm going to butcher a lot of the details here. So I don't remember. It's been a while since I read this. Like we'll say 12 or 16 weeks out. Maybe we could, never mind. Never mind. Let me run through this. Like 12 or 16 weeks out. And then you like do it, you increase it, you increase it. And then you do these small doses though. So it doesn't, uh, one, so it doesn't show up and test. And then after it's like, I don't know, four, six, eight weeks that you're on EPO, you know, when you're, you're going to, um, compete. And so then you actually get off of it, but it builds your red blood cells up so much over that time. And you keep all of those red blood cells for two, three, four, five weeks after the EP, after you stop taking the EPO. So the guy did this was just blasting through his uh, VO2 max, blast all his times. He's just murdering everything. And then they even did drug tests for him on uh, after he stopped taking the EPO and everything came up as negative. So if you know what you're doing, I was just like, holy crap. So anyway, my point of that is USADA has been around for a while doing stuff. I don't think that I, – I, I think people have been doing it. And so just, the only downside is it's expensive. I don't know. I don't know how expensive it is. I'm assuming you have to get a doctor to – either prescribe it or administer it, which the shady doctors out there. So I'm sure you could, but I don't really know the protocol on how to get into it or do it and stuff. Well, so. we need to do it and uh, bring a new thing to fire. Yeah, I, I know I need to be on EPO and uh, just so I can out train everyone. But anyway, so I like El Sawadi. I don't care if it's natural or not. I think he wins this. I think it's probably going to go to a decision, but I think, uh, I think he's going to really start taking over in that second and third round. And, and I think he wins. I like El Sawadi too. For the same exact reasons. The lateral movement. Yeah. Honestly, Loic's style is not hard to game plan for. Let me defend takedowns. Wait till he gasses out. Let me put a pace. Let me put pressure. Let me keep some volume out there. And he'll get taken down once he gets a little tired yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, of course, everybody does. Yeah. Um, 
I like uh, I like Al Sawadi here, literally for the cardio aspect and honestly, probably the fight IQ. Maybe the raw aggression I'd give to like, but uh, I like the fight IQ, like how he fought Hardwick was amazing, uh, and the cardio. And that's what it comes down to me. I played I played and tipped this line early, uh, the DraftKings one, uh, plus one thirty. Now he's a minus one seventy five or nice. one eighty underdog. I'm sorry, favorite. Um, next, next, and next. Okay. All right, next we have De Oliveira at minus 140 versus Sopage plus 115. I don't even know what you said or who these people are. Where are you uh, getting these odds? Uh, I'm on fightodds.io. This uh, this line is from Bovada. Okay. Uh, yeah, because we're on topology going up. What do we have over there for Ludovic Klein and AJ Cunningham? Um, We have... Klein at minus nine hundred. Holy shit! Cunningham at plus six hundred, <clears throat> and that's uh, that's bet online. Those are bet online odds. Who do you give us your thoughts on that? On Klein and, and Cunningham. Yep. I I mean, I think obviously Klein's going to win this. AJ Cunningham. I've known him a long time. I've bet him since the LFA, and every single fight was like drastically close when it shouldn't have been. Uh, they gave him the worst guys ever, and he's fighting tooth and nail with these cans. Um, Klein is obviously very good, very talented, like actually can fight. So this fight really shouldn't be competitive. Um, I think for me, the, the biggest question is whether he's going to survive over a round and a half or not. And I like his toughness. Uh, he doesn't quit on himself. So really, I mean, you're going to be cheeks clenched the entire time, but maybe Klein has trouble getting inside the range. I don't know, whatever it could be. I, I think I'm going to maybe play an over round and a half here. Okay. Um, interesting. Just so you know, because Klein's one of those guys, he's got that left high kick and he's got, it's funny. He kind of death gassed his first couple of fights and he figured it out. Yes. But his, his pre UFC tape, we loved. And then he just kind of went crazy and death gassed and just had some bad performances. Cause I think you know, you're going against Nate, the train and you know, you end up fighting at that pace and going wild. But then he beats uh Mason Jones Mason and kills Jones him. And, and we see how good Mason Jones was from what last week. Yes. Last week, you know, he fought Bryce uh, Logan and I mean, a lot of it is good. A lot of it is good. He does all the right stuff. He's, he's going to be small and undersized for this division as a whole, but that left kick is there. The cardio is there. Um, yeah. I mean, I think you got to, Maybe a lot of it by finish uh, is a good bet because I think that he will get the finish. It's just, can AJ last long enough? Is it a round? Is it in round three? So maybe a lot of it by finish uh, just because the line at minus 900, like where's the... Yeah, that's like, this whole it's, card. It's, it's, I know the whole thing. It's kind of hard to bet. You got to find those ways to make the line right, which I think a lot of it by finish is is manageable enough, but not overly specific. All right, next up. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, next up we have um, Christian Leroy Duncan, minus 355 versus Claudio Ribeiro at uh, plus 280. Minus 355? Yeah. Sure. Good God. This line's getting out of hand. It's getting insane. Well, I bet him at, check this out. I bet him at plus 150. Christian Leroy Duncan. Dang. Yeah, that's good. Just caught the opener. Lucky. Um, I still think he's going to kill him. I think he's going to murder him. Um, Hibero's not good. Uh, Christian moves a lot, right? He's, he's, he's very good at uh, range management. He lost that fight to Armin Petrosian because he wasn't throwing, doing too much stupid mistakes, too much spinning stuff. Petrosian's a good striker. Uh, 
he is a good striker. He puts volume out there. He knows his game. He's comfortable. Hibero's constantly on the back foot, swinging one bomb at a time. Yeah, he looks like he's drunk out there throwing calf kicks. So, uh, I mean, to me, this is a Christian Leroy Duncan finish. Uh, easy. Um. Yeah, I mean, Ribeiro, he, everything is a step back check hook with his chin up. Crazy. And it's everything is a, a rock back left hook. And then, then, of course, the kicks. There's just too many openings in Leroy Duncan. Yeah, and that Petrosian, it was a Petrosian fight, right? Where was, everything was a spinning, everything. Yeah. And he just, like, he's really athletic. He moves so well. Um, and when he does throw, he's got good straight punches right down the middle. Wish he would just do that. Just, yeah, when he just stick a jab out there. And then eventually, you know, Ribeiro's going to fall into something else. He's, he's going to lunge. He's going to knock himself out lunging, stepping into <laughs> stuff. Um, the thing with Ribeiro is he's got the heavy, heavy hands. But Leroy Duncan is... First of all, anybody with three names is just weird. It's like a serial killer status. Leroy yeah. <laughs> oh, Jen- Leroy Jenkins. Leroy Jenkins, yeah. Uh, did you know that that was fake? It oh. came out that that was fake, and that whole thing was set up years later, and that killed me. Oh, dang. That was well, the greatest thing ever. You didn't need to tell us all that. I know. I ruined it for all of you. Anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, straight punches down the middle, and he's athletic. He's just – we talked about it before. He's got that swag to him. He knows you're just trying to, to say move, he's black. Is that basically what you're saying? Yeah, that pretty much. I mean, but I just didn't want to say that because, um, you know, I don't want to be a racialist. But no, he he's smooth, good, good, clean stuff. So, at three fifty five, do you go? You go by finish. That's where you find the value I think here. He's going to finish him. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next up, we have uh, Basharat at minus eight hundred versus Zahabi plus five fifty. I mean, that's crazy too. I mean, these are just like every line. Every line is just smoked on this. Uh. I mean, Javid is good. I mean, he, he's just – he's very similar to his brother, but I don't think he has as good of wrestling finishes as his brother. I, I like – I tend to like Fareed more. Yeah, I think Fareed's um, – I think Fareed has a little bit more power, and I think he has a little bit better wrestling single-leg finishes. I think they both do a lot of stuff very well. I think Javid's jiu-jitsu might be a little bit better. Not even better, but he, he attacks it a little bit more, whereas Javid tends to attack the wrestling a little bit more. Um, cardio is great. Fight IQ is great on, on both of them. My issue with Javid is his lack of like instinct to finish in the fight. And so, um, and then you're going against uh, um, Zahabi, who's got good fight IQ and is overall relatively good everywhere and i look at these two as very similar and that they're i mean uh zahabi does have finishes don't get me wrong but those are like big swinging punches when he's but I, he kind of sits back and waits they're both he's very educated i guess is the point he's not going out there just swinging and brawling and going and i i think this is a javid by decision bet and i think by decision you're probably going to get some better odds than just by going javid what minus 800 or whatever it was. Um, but I think it's an overall close fight that Javid is winning 10, nine rounds, but not in a complete dominant fashion, but in a, okay. Yeah. That was a Javid round. Um, I don't think this is going to be an exciting fight at all. No. Cause I, I think Zahabi is good. People have yeah. always doubted Zahabi. Uh, I've always liked Zahabi. I, I've made a lot of money playing Zahabi because and that Tercio's fight. I mean, that was probably one of the, yeah, we called Better that on plays, the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think when he fought Draco Rodriguez also, did he beat Draco? Yeah, he knocked him out. Yeah, against yep. Draco too. Um, 
Yeah, it's probably going to be a boring fight because the hobby is good. He he doesn't really make mistakes. I think Javid is going to out-volume him, out-pressure him, out-wrestle him. Javid just mixes up his game really, really well. It's amazing to me how those how those brothers do it. Um, minus 800, it's tough to get behind. It adds zero value to anything. This week is just boxing to me. It's, it's okay, we know who the winner is going to yeah. be, but how do they do it? Inside the distance, outside. The, and that's what makes it tough about MMA. There's so many different. Do you like any parlays on these big favorites to try to, to match? Or do you think they're too, any of them are too risky? I think betting into UFC money lines and parlays is really, really tough. Every week there's something you could get. Even uh, today in uh, one championship, the dude slammed the guy and he got knocked out from it. And then they called a DQ and you know, stuff happens like that all the time, you know, get a, a need to a grounded opponent or someone death gases and then, yeah. you know, whatever. It's just like, there's so many things that the happen. Minus a thousand in boxing is there's less ways that an error can occur. Yeah, the minus thousands of boxing I I could trust. Yeah. But in, in MMA, no way. No way. Okay. Uh moving along. With it. We're flying through these today, guys. Uh it's late. It's Friday. We'll get through. We're just we'll be back a to bit. normal somewhat on Monday. Yeah, we're we're gonna hit the Sean O'Malley Cheeto fight really hard. Um all right, so next one we'll go back to <clears throat> Oliveira, minus one forty versus uh Sopage plus one fifteen. Give your thoughts on that because I didn't watch tape on this at all. This is a this is a really interesting fight. This is probably one of the best fights on the card. Um, two guys that are really in really terms good. of betting or in terms of like competitive fun. Competitive to watch. fun okay. watch. Yeah, Sopaj is uh, is late replacement, and then you got Vinicius, who's uh, like uh, an aggressive Brazilian striker. And for me, I really want to like uh, uh, is Oliveira, right? I really want to like Oliveira because he's just like mean, aggressive, nasty, swings for the fences, ultra athletic, ultra talented. But also, I, I like the guy who just kind of does the basics better. And Sopaj just kind of stays within himself and does the basics. He doesn't go crazy. Um, I think there's going to be a better live betting opportunity. So I think I would probably go Oliveira pre. And then uh, as the fight plays out, I'd go Sopaj in the middle. Okay. So where's Sopaj from? Sweden. Okay. All-stars. It's funny, the European style of training is so technical. And so you see a lot of the Russians, a lot of the European boxers, their fundamentals are just almost flawless. And then you see a lot of the Americans and the Brazilians and some of these other countries where it's more of a loose style and more of an athletic style. Um, if you watch a lot of European boxing coaching, they're, they're almost doing line drills like karate, like jab. Jab, cross, jab, cross, hook, step. And it's like everyone in a line, boom, hands back up, throw back up. It's very regimented and it's, but it, it creates those basics. And, and you rarely do you see boxers from Europe or strikers from Europe or wrestlers from Europe who just have these bad fundamentals. It's not like they're overly athletic winning fights. It's they're so technical that they're, they win a lot of fights. So mm -hmm. interesting. All right, next up we have, Eric Anders, minus 500 versus Jamie Pickett, plus 380. Man, uh, you know, Eric Anders and I, I guess we're not cool. <laughs> wish we were. Didn't know we weren't cool until I knew that we weren't cool. And now I wish we were cool because. <laughs> Eric's cool. I don't have any. Yeah, Eric's cool. And I like Eric. He's I don't cool. have any bad blood, but I guess I'm not cool. And so we're not cool. I mean, that's not cool. It's not cool, but. I'll Eric's tell you what cool. is cool. What's cool? Winning money on Eric Anders is cool. Um, that's cool. It could be cool. Could be cool. Now, again, what's the line on this? Cause it's pretty steamed up. It has been steamed. Yeah. 
Uh, Anders is minus 500 and Pickett is plus 380. Well, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of crazy. Pickett is two and six in the UFC. I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, do we think that those odds? Uh, man, Eric, Eric does a lot of stuff well. He's, he's athletic. He's big. He's strong. He hits he's black hard. Um, is he? I thought. Oh, um, he does a good job of pushing people to the fence. He has good jujitsu. One thing that he has had issues with in the past, and we worked on it a lot when he was with us, is finishing his takedowns. He would get the takedown, or he would get the entrance, push to the cage, but he wouldn't be able to finish the takedown. Um, he's gotten, he's not amazing at it yet, but he took Mab down a couple of times and was able to finish stuff, ran the pipe, going, doing stuff. So his takedowns are getting better. On the other side, though, you have Pickett, who is tall and awkward and deceivingly can like awkwardly defend some takedowns sometimes. And so, I think he's going to make the takedown hard a little bit. Um, Eric's also a lot slower. He's just not a fast athletic he's guy. He's been looking a lot faster lately. He has. He has. But um, but Pickett is legitimately fast. He's quick. You know, whereas, How does he lose so many fights? Like He can kind of do stuff gosh, decent. It is so unreal that he just – it's like he just panics in there. He doesn't want to fight. So – like, I, I don't know. But his path to victory is just pushing somebody to the fence for three rounds and not getting finished. Eric's just meaner. Eric's meaner. So um, Eric's going to bully it, beat him up in the clinch, push him against the fence, um, dirty box him, and win this fight. God, minus 500 is tough, but I mean, but I think, pick it. I think the over is going to hit, though. Cause oh, I do, too. I think it's going to be over one and a half. I, honestly, I could even see by decision or eh, – I could. I could see – decision eric anders by decision but if if that's just a little too risky because you think pickett can find quit too easily then go eric anders over a round and a half all right i'm with you all right cool next up steve Ursig. that is cool that's it's cool are that you guys cool. cool are we cool no we're, we're cool we're cool we're cool are you are, cool aren't we I'm, I'm cool are we cool i don't know anymore man <laughs> when you, <laughs> when you ask, put it like that you asked me like that <laughs> i thought we were all right steve Ursig minus 440 versus matt chanel plus 340 I like uh, Schnelly boy here. I don't hate Schnell. Because, I mean, Schnell's problem is you got these guys that are insane submission guys, which uh, Ursig is really good jiu-jitsu. I, I do like his jiu-jitsu. Or you have super good power, like like sh big power. And I don't think that Ursig has the stopping power to, uh, to put Schnell out. And then it's a volume game, and Schnell has good striking. Schnell's athletic. Schnell can do a lot of things. And maybe I'm dreaming here. Maybe I'm going crazy. But... I think like when you have huge plus money like this in a fight that I figure will be somewhat close, give me Matt Schnell. Um, he lost to Nicolau last, which was, uh, you know, of course we saw. His other losses are to Brandon Royval and Alexander Pantoja as of recent. I mean, those are not bad fighters. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I really like Ursa. Schnell is amazing. On a technical, he is really, really good. His chin is not great because it's just glass at this point. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes he just panics. Like we saw that with, the, I think it was Raivawa. He just tapped. Double tapped. He double tapped. Like he just sometimes panicked, but he is really good. Why I think he's going to shine in this fight. I'm glad you said that because I thought I was going to be alone on this. I don't, I don't understand so much Ursig love this week. Well, I don't either because if Ursig was wilder, I think he could he takes it. Yes. Chins I, him. Yep. I think, or submit him because I think 
but he's so calm, yes. composed. He's going to give Schnell the fight that Schnell would That's love to exactly have. That's exactly it. And Ursig, man, if he just goes in and guns blazing, swinging, Schnell will find a way to lose. Like he'll find his chin or he'll shoot and he'll get guillotined or something will happen. But in a calm, technical fight. Um, and, and I thought Ursig, gosh, who did he fight last? Um, sorry, I'm pulling that up right here. Um, Costa. I thought he, like Costa had some moments there and Ursig, I thought Ursig looked great in his debut and I was not, I think, did we call, I thought we called him to win that Dvorak fight. I think yeah, everyone we thought yeah, we were yeah. nuts there. Cause he was a big underdog. Yeah. And I, and we were pretty big on him in the Costa fight, but he didn't look as good. I think Costa showed. We, well we actually that. said that though. We had, we said you have to be a little bit careful because Ursig will win every second of the fight until he just gets tagged. And that's what yes. happened over and over again. Yep. A little fire hydrant. Um, but no, I, I like Chanel. If Ursig just goes balls out at some point, he could win. But yeah, I like Chanel here for the upset. All right, done. All right, cool. Next up, the biggest favorite on the card, Nurmagomedov, minus 1,200 versus Almakan, plus 750. Hey, I'm going to touch on this a little bit just because I don't know Almakan at all, and I didn't watch film on him, and I just want to touch on Umar. Umar is so freaking good. What like, makes him so good? Everything. And you want to know what it is? It's Everyone looks at him as a striker, and he is. His his range and his distance are great. His high kicks are amazing. He just flicks those things up like jabs. And he can close distance so well. Almost like the the Taekwondo guys that you see. Like go watch Taekwondo Olympics and you'll see them glide in and out. They're so fast and they just flick that lead leg up from either stance without having to like load or switch like you would as a, as a Thai boxer. And then his hands are loose. He's so educated with his striking and his distance and his, he's so fluid, but he strikes more and they call him a striking dag. His wrestling and his grappling is unbelievable. He takes people down at will with ease. And when he gets on top, he only needs one takedown around. That's it. And that's it. And he doesn't move again. So I don't know anything about this other kid, but one I'm wondering was, was Umar supposed to fight somebody else? You know, if this, I, from what he says that nobody would fight him. And that's what I was thinking and why I asked, because that is a damn shame that that dude is fighting a newcomer because he could, that shows you, I mean, that right there shows you yeah, yeah. that how good he is. If nobody else in the UFC will fight him. Sandhagen's asking for it again. Is he? Man, they, Seems I, like I a would bad love fight for Sandhagen though. Um, yeah, I think it is a bad fight. At for range, fine, but Sandhagen yeah. falls over all the time. And he's been working on his wrestling. Look what he did with. Uh, was it Cheeto and Lakuti Cheeto has no takedown defense. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Neither of those guys do. Um, but he has been working a lot on it. So maybe it's better. But yeah, right, I agree. Right. Um, thoughts on it. Do you have any thoughts on? Um, um, I mean, the guy is good. The guy's talented. I see people taking the underdog shot. Like I get it also. The guy has skills and, and he's whatever. But this is Umar's fight to win. Yeah. I'm going to put, I'm going to finish watching tape tonight. You guys, I'm going to put a lot of, you know, more, more thought into the discord and the Patreon. I just didn't have a lot of time to go over stuff. We didn't do the pod last week, but I did a nice little journal for UFC Mexico. Yeah. And I think I hit every single uh, fight on the whole card. Like oh, really? nice. Ortega upset and, and the Royval upset. And yeah. I was like, Hey, dogger pass here. This, this is it. And uh, yeah, it was good. Clean. Nice, nice little notes. Less little journal. Um, next up. All right, cool. We got Alex Perez plus two seventy versus Mohamed Makayev minus three forty. Uh, I like those odds, and I think they are they represent the fight well. 
that Mulcahy is going to smoke him? Not even smoke him, but just stylistically, Perez can get submitted. And Mokev is so weird. Some days he just looks so amazing. And some days he's getting reversed by Malcolm Gordon. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Gordon's athletic. Um, <laughs> you know, but no, but honestly, I, I say that. But no, it, it really is him like kind of flailing and spazzing and turning. And, you know, anyone that can happen to anyone. Uh, I, I remember I took Melvin Gillard down when we were fighting. I took him down. And immediately got bridged to my back. And then I took him down again and immediately got bridged over. And I was like, what the, the hell is going on here? It was one of those things where he wasn't strong. But the second we hit the ground, he would explode and put me on my back. Um, some people are just like that. But yeah, Mokev, I, I like, first of all, his jiu-jitsu is great. He drops to knees on his shots and understands how to finish from there and actually turn the corner. He's actually good because he gets well. underneath you. Yeah. He gets underneath you and gets you draped over, turns the corner like traditional wrestling. Um, but he has really slick jujitsu. I mean, it, it really, and it's not like beat you up, wear you out jujitsu, like, which he does. He can hang on you and do that. But it's actually legitimately like real jujitsu. Take jiu-jitsu. your back. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Take your back, arm bar, like slide the choke in, like guillotine, high arm stuff. He really is good. And Perez is kind of like Schnell in that sense where, He's very, he's good, but he just loses. He can find ways to lose in, in some of these. Hasn't fights. fought in so long. Yes. Yeah. It's been a long time. He's kind of between camps with, uh, did Oyama. you wrestle with him? Um, that class you took? No, but we were there talking and interacting and just like, um, you know, just around each other. Okay. All right. Cause that was at the PI. Sorry yeah. to cut you off. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so I, I just I, I like Perez. I think, but even Mokayev's striking has gotten better since we've seen him in the UFC. It's gotten, it's long, it's fast. He, and the thing with him is he's kind of game. He kind of reminds me of um, Josh Koscheck. Josh Koscheck, no, like a like a Ian Gary. Where remember Ian Gary got hurt with that body, sh- you know, throwing the body shot and got clipped by Kenan Song, and then he was just kind of like, oh, I gotta finish this. Um, like a Michael Morales where like he's, he's moving, he's really technical and people are kind of not winning, but like they'll find some moments in this and that Morales is like, all right, I gotta, I gotta do this. And he knows when to turn it up and when to go to fight and when to win. So I like Mokev here. I could see a finish where I could even see him just climbing on his back and hanging out for 15 minutes. All right. Fair enough. Cool. All right. Next, uh, the co-main Tyson Pedro plus two seventy. Versus Vitor Petrino minus three forty. Everybody thinks this fight's a trap, like that. What? That Petrino is going to, you know, that this is Tyson Pedro's time to shine, and Tyson Pedro's fine. He's fine. I think he's got skills, especially in round one. Like uh, that fight that he lost was against Modestus. Modestus, yeah. He was showing really good grappling, good transitions. Like he looked clean and solid. Um, is that the one where he said that he had staff or was sick or whatever? Stomach flu, looked- little upset tum tum. Yeah, yeah. He- yeah. Because he looked good that first round and then just died. Yeah, he just wouldn't throw anymore. And the the thing that I'm seeing after that is, uh, who was his last fight? Jeez, sorry guys. Um, his last fight. Turkali. Yeah, it, even against Turkali, he is shying away from every punch. He's he is a a great offensive guy. He swings hard, he hits hard. He's got great technique, like he's a bruiser. But when people throw on him, he's like shying away. He does not like to get hit. And you know, I I think Petrino's good, like really good. He manages range well. He sees things well. He can wrestle. He hits hard. Like I think that this is uh first of all the cardio edge to Petrino. 
strange. Uh, yeah. Where, when did you think you'd say that? Yeah. But he can wrestle. He can do everything well. Like the war of attrition. I like Petrino here, but I think that Tyson doesn't like getting hit. I see a Petrino knockout. Okay. I like it. I'll go with that. I didn't watch this. I know these guys well enough that, I mean, you didn't see. surprisingly, I like Petrino's striking is great, but his wrestling, he actually finds really good takedowns, uh, really technical takedowns, which is surprising from a Brazilian to have that high level of like, like high IQ. You're yes, saying? Yes. Like, no, not high IQ. Um, yeah, I, I think he's actually, I, I could actually see like a ground and pound type of, uh, TKO. I, I totally could too. I, honestly, like I think it's a knockout here for sure. All right, I, cool. I All right. Main event. We have Rosenstruck plus one sixty versus Gaziev minus one ninety two. Why are you laughing over there? Hey, you know, I, I made it through the names, and I, I don't think I butchered them too much. Uh, you know, overall, I'm, I'm happy with my performance tonight. How do we say your name? You know how to say it. No, because I feel like I said it wrong for years, and it's just like something you just like don't correct me. Kamuela. Kamuela. So I always tell people, it's like the end of a website, so .com, so it's com. Com. The sound. Well. The sound a uh, cow makes, moo, and then the end of umbrella, Kamuela. Wait, where'd you get the moo from? Kamu, Kamuela. Kamuela? Yeah, Kamuela. That, dude, come on. Kamuela. I, I pronounce it Gabe. <laughs> Gabriel. <laughs> Yeah, some, somehow, like when you look at the letters and the way they come together, yeah, it kind of pronounces. It sounds it like, a lot like Gabe. Sounds a lot like Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get this going. Um, I think I kind of like Biggie Boy for the upset here. Okay, why? Um, because I think Gaziev is Gaziev, 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 Gaziev. <laughs> um, I don't know, just that Boudet fight. Um. I don't know. Budeza was a little bit of a Homer Simpson in there, and it was kind of a layup. And I think Biggie Boy can outlast a little bit on the ground because I, I think Gaziev isn't like take you down and jump on your back and submit you like a Jalton Almeida. He's a take you down, hang on you, punch you. And I think Biggie Boy can find the cage, get back up. I think if he does that one or two times, Gaziev is going to be a lot more tired. I think he fades out a little bit. Yeah, he definitely does. And that, I'm I'm sad to say that I played Budai, 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 yeah. and he just beat him with an inch of his life. But I will say he had him right where he wanted him. If he would have survived that last little bit, tides are turning. Yeah, I, but he he has good strike. I mean, he strikes like a lightweight. Yes. He's he's fast. He's efficient. He's he's a really clean striker. His wrestling is really good. Like he he legitimately can do he can do all things well for seven minutes. Yep. Seven minutes. And the other thing is I think striking is good, but I think he's going to stay there a little bit too long. And then I think he can find himself getting clipped. Or as he starts wrestling later in the rounds, if he gets a little too comfortable striking, he's going to find himself a little bit further on the outside by getting hit and trying to not get hit. And then it's going to be harder for his shots to, to come in. Um, I kind of like Biggie Boy. Is what are the odds on that? What do we say? We got Rosenstruck plus one hundred and sixty, and Gaziev minus one ninety two. Yeah, I, I kind of like. I think wow. I think Biggie Boy can touch him. Uh, I already played Gaziev minus one thirty two. Uh, I think that he's going to take this one, and I'm actually happy with a Gaziev pre bet because round one, round two, he should look really good. And you know, honestly, I think he probably can finish him within those two rounds. And if he doesn't, 
Okay, cool. Now I'll have my live bet, nice live entry. Yeah. That's how I like it. I mean, the fight's not going the distance, is it? Not with these two. I mean, you never know. I yeah. mean, well, I think that Gaziev is going to death gas. He's either finishes it or he death gases. But even when he did death gas, I mean, five rounds, you know, he hasn't really done before, but yeah. he hangs on guys. And who knows if Biggie, ah, Biggie could probably push a pace. But yeah, I think so. I think Biggie he knocked out uh, over him in round and, five. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think the pace, uh, I think under four is well, okay yeah i don't think it's going to go to into round four or five yeah i i like gaziev here i think he's going to finish it but uh i will be looking to pot you know if things aren't looking good i'm going to get out of my position live okay uh next week we've got and this was super vague you guys and we, we just ran through it quick we wanted to get something out there for you so you guys can take some of our notes with you know Take them with a grain of salt because we kind of ran through this we didn't get overly technical we didn't it is the first of the month it's March 1st, and this week, so guys, we're, are we putting this out today? This Friday? Yeah, I'll get it up tonight. All right, so we're going to get this up tonight. Uh, sign up, Bare Knuckle, lucky for you guys, is tomorrow night. It's Saturday, and it's the Canada card. I think it should be easy, cruising. And then next week is a Bare Knuckle Miami card. We always crush the Bare Knuckle Miami card. So it's the beginning of the month. Go sign up for the Patreon, the YouTube, Discord. Uh, sign up for my OnlyFans. Um, and uh your your only feet pounds yeah sign up for all that stuff guys and let's make some money i i have a goal that i set out for myself so actually a couple months ago no a month and a half ago like beginning of the year i set a goal for myself uh with my uh with one of my accounts okay and i have surpassed that goal and then a lot okay in a month and a half like very, very well. So I've set a new goal for myself and I'm being smarter right now that all the MMA is back and I've gotten so close each time. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's just make a ton of money. I'm, I'm pumped about it. Make some money. See you next time, guys.